Welcome to an episode, another episode of Chin Check. Um, there was no UFC at the weekend, but we still got a little something, something for you. I checked out the um, Kovalev yard fight, and we've got week ten of Dana White's contender series, which, hey, it was the last one. I thought it was going 12 for some reason, but nope, it's 10, and uh, yeah, we bring you all of that. Uh, so let's get into it, right? A little boxing. Okay, so Saturday night saw Sergei Kovalev fight Anthony Yard for the WBO light heavyweight championship um it was a 12 round fight taking place in uh, russia um now i think before the fight the consensus was if yard was gonna win it was gonna be early um and if it went beyond the seventh round then um, Kovalev was definitely going to be the favoured fighter. I think mainly because... So Kovalev is 36. And, um, you know, he's had 37 fights. 28 by knockout. He's lost three fights. Winning 33. Now, Yard, on the other hand is um 28 uh he's had he's he'd won 18 fights and 17 of those 18 were by knockout you know he hadn't lost he was undefeated going into this fight so i think those were the big things you know and also yard He'd only had 12 amateur fights. You know what I mean? So 12 amateur fights, 18 professional fights. So, you know what I mean? That's 30 fights in total. So, um, you know, so I, I believe that's why, um, you know, Kovalev was the favoured if it went long. Because Yard, like, he's built. You know what I mean? He's definitely the the more muscular fighter, and so also I believe that the you know we've never seen him past the seventh I think, so with all that muscle, you're gonna get tired, you know. Um, now go starting the fight. It was an like it was very curious to begin with. Because Yard came in with like one, I think, so it'd be his right hand was up and his left hand was down. You know, kind of like a Mayweather stance. But he's doing it from the first round, which Mayweather doesn't. 
So that was the, I think that was the big thing. It was the weird stance that Yard had, because he he had a quick, he threw out a quick right hand, but his his movement was slow. He doesn't have the best footwork. So when Mayweather, you know, he does certain things, he's very quick on his feet, very evasive on his feet. Yard isn't. So that was, I think, the curious thing at the beginning. So I think it was probably the first two rounds are very tentative. But Kovalev is probably throwing the most punches in the first two rounds. Then it picks up. You know, so Kovalev is really snapping out the jab, kind of, which kind of moves Yard's head back. You know, he's just snapping out very quick. Um, Yard is, he's throwing, but he's throwing kind of single shots. Just one, what a one punch, and then he's kind of moving, you know, but... Kovalev is throwing combinations and that's the thing and so as the rounds are going on Kovalev is really kind of getting into things throwing longer combinations you know so at the beginning it was just one twos one twos to yards ones then he's throwing three punches four punches so he's throwing these combinations that really seem to be working and yard He's not really responding. This is the crazy thing. He's throwing out the right. He's throwing out the right. But that's kind of it. So it's it's getting kind of predictable. And come the fifth round. Yard is noticeably tired. He's got his mouth open. And he... Like when you follow him to the corner at the end of the round he's breathing very hard and I think in the sixth round he um, gets caught and his mouthpiece goes flying because his mouth is so wide open and like his corner isn't really giving him the the there's no constructive feedback on what to do like the corner saying things like, oh, he, Kovalev is tired. Yeah, no, that was a solid round. Yeah, just go do your thing, man. Do your thing. And, and that's all he's saying. There's nothing constructive coming from Yard's corner. Um, So, yeah, the sixth round, Kovalev, really good combinations, really hitting on Yard. And... Yeah, Yard looks, he's looking done. He is looking done, which isn't, like, it's just the body language that you're seeing is not great. It's not great at all. Now, we go into the seventh round, and, um, yeah, starting, it's starting off pretty much the same. Yard is trying to move forward a bit more. But he's moving forward without really throwing any combinations still. We're getting towards the end of the seventh. And 
out of nowhere, it's very curious, Yard starts throwing to um, Kovalev's body. And I think you you start to notice that the body shots are affecting Kovalev. So Yard's throwing a few more. They're affecting him, but Kovalev is still moving, still firing out his combinations. So seven round ends. And when we go into the eighth, Yard, now he's really just going after the body. He's really going after the body. And the the accumulation of body shops are definitely affecting Kovalev. He is... He's looking very fatigued now. He's visibly rocked. He's kind of really trying to move away from Yard. Trying to avoid being hit in the body. Trying to tie Yard up. And um, where Yard should be kind of pushing pushing him off. And just throwing. Yard gets a bit content. To stay in the clinch. Which really is working for Kovalev. Because you know he's able. He's kind of getting his um, equilibrium back as it were. Um, You know so then Kovalev is you know just leaning on yard. Maneuvering yard. And as he's you know getting back his wind and everything. He starts to try and keep the fight at distance. So Yard is still pushing for the body, still pushing for the body, but the round has ended. So we're going into the ninth round. Ah, man, and that's kind of it. Yard, it's like he used all his energy in the eighth round. And now he doesn't really seem to have much. He's still kind of trying to get a body shot off every now and again. But he is so tired. So tired. And Kovalev is... He just managed to get a second wind. Because now he's really targeting um, Yard's head. Throwing off really good combinations. Real good combinations. He's just peppering Yard. Keeping him at a distance. So, yeah, Kovalev clearly wins the ninth. Tenth round is more of the same. But the worrying thing is now, Yard isn't even going for the body shots. He is so tired in there. And every time he gets hit, he's um he's kind of visibly shaken. He's visibly shaken. And he's also just completely out of position like he's his movement is very concerning because he's just like turning around and he's just like stumbling all over the place it's not looking good for him uh but he survives the 10th round so we're into the 11th and you know if if yard is gonna do anything he has to do it now that's what his corner tells him. And um, the round starts, but he doesn't doesn't have anything. 
he visibly has nothing. You know, his arms are down. Like, where at least he has had one hand up. Now he's got nothing. No hands up. He's just getting hit all over the place. And, um, you know, he's getting his head just snapped back. Now, they go into a corner. And Kovalev steps forward with a jab. And Yard goes down. He goes down. And the way he goes down, it's just like, you you know straight away it's done. It's done. It's only a jab. And to be honest, it's not even the hardest jab Kovalev has thrown in the fight. But yeah, Yard is done. He's, he's not getting off. The fight is called Kovalev. And still retains his WBO title. That's you know the light heavyweight title. And um, yeah, I mean, as soon as the ninth round starts, you kind of yeah, you could see that that this is the only way this fight was ever going to go. Now, Yard had the chance in the eighth, but. He didn't pace himself. I think that's the issue. He didn't pace himself. And so he paid. He paid, you know, as the fight moved on. Uh, it was very... Like, it was so odd. So after the fight, I saw an interview with... um, I think it was Steve Bunce and Yard. And you know, Bunce started with... This is the most courageous performance a Briton has ever put on in a title fight. And he keeps on going, you must be so proud of yourself. This was such a phenomenal performance. Oh, you've really done yourself proud. You've done your corner proud. You've done the country proud. And it's just like, what are you talking about, Bunce? What are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, what Yard said for himself like during the interview was, I am not ashamed or embarrassed. I am ambitious and trying to motivate people to go for what you want. I have done myself justice even coming out here. 99% of people would not have dared to do what I did. Experience played a big part. He paced himself better. Now, I think one of the issues that really seemed apparent to me after this fight was the fact that, yeah, you you had bunts going, you know, it was so courageous, you have nothing to be ashamed of, you've done everyone proud. Then you've got Yard saying that um you know I'm not ashamed I'm not embarrassed you know I've done myself justice even coming out here but at no point at no point did you know he kind of addressed the fact my cardio is not where it needs to be because Yard was gassed come the fifth round you know, the fact that he could really go for it in the eighth is huge. 
is definitely huge because he was so gassed. But by going for it in the eighth, you know, you 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 didn't have anything left going forward. You know, so you didn't have the IQ to think, okay, this isn't working. Let me pace myself. Go for it again in the ninth. You know what I mean? Let's try and... Because I've won that round. Let me try and win the next few rounds. You know what I mean? Anything like that. The, the, The stamina wasn't addressed. Also, another big thing. So it came to light that Yard doesn't spar. So it doesn't spar at all. And... There are some UFC fighters that don't spar. But they used to spar, but they stopped sparring after a certain point. But, see, the thing with that is... Okay, so... You you have that knowledge. That's fine. Now, you while they're not sparring, they're still hitting punch bag. They're still doing jiu-jitsu. They're still doing wrestling practice. So, they work, their cardio's... They're working on their cardio. You know what I mean? The The problem for Yard is, because he's so muscular, he needs to spar because he needs to really get to the point where he can see, like, can I still hold my guard up in the 10th round? You know, can I... Are my muscles still working... Like, come the 11th round, you know, that was a big problem. Because as we saw, no, the the, the answer is no. His guard completely went. When he was gassed, his guard went. And, And the whole thing is to create muscle memory. So even in the dire situations... You're fine because everything just clicks in. Even on cruise control, everything clicks in. So your guard stays tight. Your technique stays tight. Yard's technique completely went. Completely went. Also needs to work on his footwork. So sparring would help him with his footwork. Now, so... I I think the idea is to not sustain damage. So he should light spar, you know? So instead, like, it's just taps to the head. You're You're not throwing to hurt. It's just light taps. That's, if, even if he did that, that is going to benefit him so much more than just not sparring. Because he hasn't even had enough fights to be able to be like, well, look, I know I can do all of this, you know, I think he'd gone past the seventh round once, and that was to the eighth, so he doesn't even have that, so, look, Yard showed a lot of heart, a lot of heart, as I said, he was gassed in the fifth, so to be able to come back in the eighth, and really go for it like he did, that was phenomenal, but like to say, you know what I mean, I did myself, ju- you didn't do yourself justice, because your cardio was terrible, so that makes me wonder, what what did you, what work did you put on in for your cardio, were you running, 
Like, what were you doing? Because you shouldn't have been that gassed. Shouldn't have been that gassed. So, you know, it wasn't the most courageous performance I have ever seen from an English fighter. This is just ludicrous talk. And it's only helping the delusion that, yeah, there's nothing else to do. You know, this was just not his night. He has got a lot of work to do. Because right now, any of the top fighters will beat him. You know, because he doesn't have the IQ and he doesn't have the stamina and he doesn't have the footwork. You know, so he needs to work on all of those three things. Now, he's definitely got powerful shots. He's definitely got that. He's definitely got heart. But he needs to work on the other things to actually be a legitimate contender. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, right? So, Tuesday night turned out to be the last week of Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, yeah, for some reason I thought there was going to be 12, but nope, it was 10. 10 episodes in Season 3. And, um, yeah, it wasn't a bad night. Wasn't a bad night. Uh, it started the first fight. Um, so, it was... Dylan Lockhart against TJ Brown. And um yeah, this was this is an interesting one because so Lockhart starts with a real good overhand strike that put TJ on his back. Do you know what I mean? TJ's able to get up. Lockhart probably went in a bit too hard because TJ was able to tie him up. And take him down. Um, like t- Lockhart's trying to get up, and in the process of getting up, TJ knees him in the head. So, you know, the fight gets stopped. Lockhart is able to um, get his senses to about him. And to be honest, at first, I thought the fight might just be stopped because he didn't look like he was fully there, you know. Um, but the uh, the fight did start, but, you know, TJ lost the point. So he lost the point and I think for the rest of the round, Lockhart... He what he did kind of he, he was able to kind of control things. He was dazed, but Ank he was able to control the round as well. Uh so yes, you know what I mean? The second round though the second round was weird because Lockhart just didn't seem there. I don't know if it was still, you know, a, a part of the, you know, the headshot, but he wasn't really there. And TJ is able to kind of um, take him down and try and impose his will. So TJ was trying to take his back, trying to get subs. 
you know, Lockhart was fighting it all and everything like that. And when they did get to their feet, when Lockhart hit Brown, he did seem to rock him. But as the fight went on, Lockhart, he didn't really have any diversity to his game. Then we get into the third round, and um, yeah, Lockhart just doesn't really seem to be there. Like TJ's going at him, you know, like trying for different kinds of strikes, trying to take him down. Eventually gets him down, and it was weird because he's in half guard. So Lockhart has control of the legs And then TJ goes for a head and arm choke But he's still in half guard Still in half guard So at this point Lockhart is safe Right? He's safe For some reason though Lockhart just lets go of TJ's leg He's he's got the leg tied up And he just lets go of the leg Like TJ didn't really fight Like he was trying to get the leg free But he couldn't get his leg free But all of a sudden Lockhart just lets the leg go So leg's gone And now TJ can move around And really crank in that neck choke like Lockhart tries to hold his leg to f- free the pressure, but you know what I mean. It, it, it's definitely not as good as actually controlling your opponent's leg. So yeah, TJ was able to win, get the choke. I mean, um, the fact that he won the fight with a submission, you know, and that he came back. From having a point taken away So you know what I mean he, he had to get that win He had to get that stoppage So the fact that he was able to do that You're kind of thinking Oh he could get a contract But the fact that he need Lockhart in that head You're a bit like oh Will that go against him Who knows So that one was a bit tricky The next fight was Ben Sassoli who had fought on um, the Ultimate Fighter and um, Dustin Johnson. So this, as this fight started, so Johnston was the taller fighter, but Sassoli definitely was stockier and had more power. So they're fighting at heavyweight, right? Um. Yeah, like, so you've, every time Sassoli is hitting Joyson, he's kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say rocking him, but he's moving him. So Joyston can definitely feel the power. Then, in an exchange, it, it wasn't quite clear what actually went in um, Joyston's eye, whether it was a thumb or a knuckle or, or like, what it was. But Joinston, his eye just suddenly just went nuts. So you could see something went in his eye. Um, so the fight gets stopped. They go, bring a doctor in. But Joinston's like, I can't see out my eye. So the fight gets pulled off. 
so yeah, no fight, no winner, uh, it's a no contest, so yeah, it means no one has a real opportunity to get a contract there, which is, um, Man, and bit like you just think if this had happened in an earlier episode, the fight might have been moved to you know the last card, but this is the last card, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. It is a tough call, man. So the next fight is Sung Hoon Yu against Peter Barrett. So first round, like Barrett, like he 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 tries to um, throw a big kick. You grabs the leg, takes him down. Um, and and you just controls the first round. A lot of takedowns. He's got a nasty clinch, and he's kneeing Barrett in the head, and. Uh, from one of those knees, Barrett is rocked, definitely rocked, but yeah, you kind of follows up, but then he just clinches with him, so instead of just being in distance and throwing punches and the whatnot, he clinches, so he stifles his game, but yeah, you clearly wins the first round, Second round starts. You is tired, man. You is definitely tired. Barrett, although Barrett is clearly tired, a whole you know I mean you'd think Barrett is more tired than you. He's breathing heavily in the corner. So you think Barrett is more tired. But Barrett is the one pushing the fight. You know, he he's clinching up with you. He's taking you down. Now, he's not really doing a, a lot of ground up pound in these takedowns. But he's getting you down. So you, for the most part, gets up pretty quickly. But every time he he's getting up, he's he just seems more tired. Just seems more tired. And um yeah, it's not like it's not good, you know. It's 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 not good. Then the third round starts. Yeah, you is just he's just pretty spent, pretty spent. Like he's throw, still throwing the occasional shot. He still throws the occasional knee, but they've definitely lost their snap. And Barrett is, like, he's throwing, he's moving forward, you know, he he's going for the takedown, a lot of the takedown offense attempts are getting um, sprawled on, but he does manage to get you down towards the end of the round, <sighs> like, Barrett does, he's probably throwing more, but the punches clearly don't really have anything behind them. Like he goes for a, a spinning back fist, it lands, but there's nothing to it. You know what I mean? So it doesn't even really stumble you. But it goes to a decision, and Barrett gets the decision. Because, yeah, like Barrett pushed the fight more. 
But I mean, it, it's as simple as that. Push the fight more. Um, the punt metrics are pretty even, but Barrett landed 17 downs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it, it's pretty clear cut on that front. Next fight, we've got Kalen Hill against Ima Kasanya. Um, man, Kasanya is the biggest underdog on the card, right? So, um, yeah, Hill comes out. Oh, he comes out trying to do a Mascaval. Um, misses. He misses. But that pretty much kind of sets the tone of the fight. Hill's attempting these big, flashy, like, jumping knees. Like, huge kicks. But he seems to be really rushing his work and he's missing all these big shots. Ema seems to be really composed and he la- he's landing. He's landing, he's getting takedowns. It, it's a very impressive performance from Ema, who avoids everything Hill throws at him for the most part for all three rounds. Avoids all these huge shots and peppers Hill, lands takedowns, you know, puts together some nice combinations. There's a few times when he's got Hill down, like he could he could step over and take Hill's back, or he could step into mount, or you know he could land a head and arm choke, or there's a few things, but so the crazy thing is this is Ema's sip fight. Like he only turned pro at the beginning of 2019. Already fought five fights so far. Uh, so you can see that Ema doesn't quite have all his fight IQ yet. But, like, and that's no disrespect because Ema is putting together a really good performance. A really good performance against someone with a, a, a you know, a bigger... Um, Experience level than him You know So he's done extraordinarily well Wins the decision um, But you can see That he's still kind of green So I, You kind of feel um, He may get A um, developmental Deal But I don't know if he gets a full contract Yeah Oh, I don't think I said Peter Barrett. So he won the decision. But I don't know if he gets a contract because he was so gassed. He was so gassed. Like, he he did fight through it. He did push for the rest of the fight, you know. Took the next two rounds, but he was very gassed. Like, after the first round. So, yeah, who knows with that one. So, the last fight was um, Duska Tudvoyek against Teddy Ash. Um, Starts off kind of tentative. 
in that first round. Uh, but I'd say um, Dushda um, probably lands the cleaner punches. Um, and then, hmm, I, I think Ash, I don't know, the second round's a bit harder because Ash does land some big shots. But I, I like Dushda. I think he. I think he possibly controlled the second round too. The third round was all um, Dushka really. Um, Teddy, like he was, he was trying. He was definitely trying. But Dushka, um, yeah, he pretty much could control him on the fence. Land shots uh, In a few times It looked like Teddy was hurt So um, yeah Dushka took the decision It was a rough one Wasn't that clean um, So yeah Again Who knows with that one it, it, Yeah it was a tough one it was a tough one So yeah, like this, like usually you 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 can kind of think, all right, this guy's getting a contract or this girl's getting a contract. This was a tough card because yeah, T.J. Brown wins, but he did throw an illegal knee. You know what I mean? But he did get the sole stoppage of the night. Um, Barrett won, very gassed. Impa won and won really well. So you'd think Impa would get a contract, but he's only got five fights. And he only turned pro the beginning of this year. So you kind of think, <clears throat> like, if Impa had more fights, Impa would definitely get a contract. As it is, I don't even know. And Dushko. Like he won It was scrappy So Dana comes out um, Yeah Dana was fine uh, TJ got a contract You know So the illegal need didn't, didn't matter Because as I said he got the soul stoppage And Being down the point In the first round TJ then Pushes Really hard the next two rounds and then get so gets the stoppage, gets the submission. Uh, Ben and um, Dustin, like that fight gets you know, because that fight got called off. Dana did say that um, he's gonna invite Ben onto um, an upcoming episode of Dana White looking for a fight. So yeah, there is that. Doesn't mention anything about Dustin, and I wonder if that is because in the fight it did look like Dustin was outmatched for for as short a time that you saw them in there together. You know, every time Ben hit Dustin, as I said, I wouldn't say it was rocking, but he was moving him. And that wasn't the case when Ben landed anything on... When Dustin landed anything on Ben. 
Uh, so the next fight, Peter Barrett. Yo, Peter Barrett gets a contract. I don't know if it was the Boston ties. You know what I mean? There's Barrett's from Boston. Dana grew up in Boston. So don't know if it's that. But yeah, Barrett gets a contract. Um, Ema, Impa. Like, yeah, Dana was impressed. Was impressed. But feels that he needs more fights. And he's like, look. As Impa did say in his interview that he wants to fight at least five more times this year. And Dana's like, look, if I sign him to a, a developmental contract, I can't get him that many fights. You know what I mean? So he's just like, look, I, I want him to fight, you know, get more fights. So if he can get do that, hey, we probably will see him in the UFC pretty soon. But he also did say that the Ultimate Fighter is coming back. And if Ima can get two more wins, he will probably get a call up for that. So, um, yeah, you know, that's that's pretty promising. Um, and the last fight, Dushkoi. Uh, Dana's like, he didn't like the fight. Didn't like the, the fight strategy. But because of the record, because of the people Duska has fought and the way he beat them, he's going to give him an opportunity. So we get three contracts in this last week of the Contender Series. And um, Ben Sassoli will get another opportunity on a Dana White looking for a fight episode. So, you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah, now, what the hell to do on a Tuesday night, right? <laughs> no more fights. Boy, I don't know. I'll have to find something else to occupy ourselves. But yeah, that's it. That's it, kids. <laughs> Okay, people. So that's um yeah, that's the episode. Next week we will have coverage of the UFC China event. So we've gonna have that. Might try and throw in some more boxing. Who knows? But yeah, let's hit with some fight news. Okay. So first up, James Vick is going to be fighting Nico Price. In his welterweight debut. And that's going to be taking place at UFC Tampa. Okay. Um, some other big news. Okay. So. We have got. Darren Till. Is going to be making his middleweight debut. Against Kelvin Gastelin at UFC 244 Madison Square Gardens. Man, that's going to be a fight, right? You know what I mean? That's definitely a fight. Um, we've also got Thomas Gifford against Brock Weaver. That will be UFC Tampa. Um... We have got uh, Jack Shaw 
is making his debut against Noeline Hernandez at UFC Copenhagen. Um, we have also got uh, uh, Lyman Good against Chance Rank Hunter and Christoph Jocko against Edmund Shabazian. And that will be at UFC 244 and Madison Square Gardens as well. Leah Letson against Duda Santana at UFC Sao Paulo. Luis Pena will be fighting Matt Frivola at UFC Tampa. Um, who else? So, um, Carlos Condon is fighting Mickey Gall. So supposedly that will be the main event for UFC on ESPN 7 in Washington. God damn it. That is going to be a tough one for um, Gall. Yeah. Definitely a tough fight for Gall. Um, also, supposedly Gregor Gillespie is calling for a fight with Anthony Pettis at Madison Square Garden. Um, um, Kamar Usman v. Colby Covington. The plan is for that to headline the Madison Square Garden card. Um, What else? I think there's a little bit more um, news floating around. Um, Oh, I think that might be it. I think that might be it, people. Oh, other than... So, word on the street, Anthony Rumble Johnson, heavyweight 2020. That's right. Word is Anthony Rumble Johnson will be returning to the UFC heavyweight division next year, 2020. (coughs) Kind of makes sense because he was even big at um, 205. But, uh, yeah, kind of feel if he comes to the heavyweight division, oh, shit. Imagine him against Francis Ngannou. And Ngannou is pressing for that Stipe fight. But, yeah, we will be back, people, next Wednesday. Check us for that UFC China and other goodness. We out. Peace.